you have to have a healthy balance. And I believe, you know, again, everyone should understand and know that you are more than what you do. God created you to, you know, to have a purpose and to be, yeah. you know, to be an influence, you know, on everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of an Actress. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited for you guys to hear this interview today with my friend, director James Sims. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite people in the industry. But first, before we get to that, I'm going to do a little confession about what's been going on with me this past week. Um... So there's a contest that's going on with Chicago on Broadway. And it's really funny how things work out sometimes. Um, I had a couple friends, uh, one friend from college and a a couple friends from the industry uh, text me the information that Chicago on Broadway is doing a contest looking for their Roxy. They're doing like a, you know, self-tape. You can post it and people vote on you and all that stuff. And they've convinced me to do it. So I'm going to audition for Roxy um, on Broadway. Now, funny story, I've actually auditioned already. (laughs) I auditioned 10 years ago with uh, the creative team and was rejected. So um, this is just a little lesson, you guys. I'm going to do it again. And I'm not going to have the same uh, expectation of getting it like back in it was actually 11 years ago 2008 was when I auditioned I was so it's my dream part you guys Roxy in Chicago there's so many roles in musical theater that I want to play and Roxy in Chicago is one of those one of those dream roles so I put so much on this audition when I um I had just started on Broadway I had just done uh White Christmas And the director of White Christmas is the same director of uh, Chicago on Broadway, Walter Bobby. So he knows me. I love Walter. Um, And in this audition, I, um, you know, I dressed the part. I had memorized everything. I did uh, the dancing with the the dance captain, who's tremendously nice, and the musical director. um, I worked with Leslie and... It was a great audition. I thought I did a great job. And I was told um, that I wasn't, uh, I just wasn't even in the running to to do Roxy anywhere. Because I remember wanting to just get into the Chicago family to just, um, you know, do it on the road, do it uh, overseas, anywhere. Because it's, you know, it's, it's a huge, I think they have like so many productions around the world of Chicago. So anyway, um, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to actually do it for myself. I'm going to uh, learn the hot honey rag. I'm going to do the monologue and I'm going to do the song as it says in the contest and I'm going to post it online. So you guys are welcome to vote for me or not. Um, I'm going to do it for me this time. So whether or not I make it all the way to Broadway is fine because I've been there before. This sounds That sounds a little <laughs> egotistical, but... Uh, I'm going to do the audition for me. So that's what's happening with me. And um, yeah, that's my challenge for myself. So today's episode, today's interview, like I said, is with one of my favorite people, James Sims, who is a director and former NFL running back for the New York Giants. So he has a very eclectic background and we talk about all of that. We worked together um, on a short film called What If Wendy, 
and we worked on a web series called Follow Me and also on a new uh, short film called Odd where I get to play um, a real fun character and that has yet to come out. But if you go to jamesasims.com, you can see uh, links to all of those projects and all the other projects that James has done. He is somebody who I'm just always rooting for because I just adore him and his wife, Jenna, and their family. And, you know, when you know someone like that in the industry, you're just constantly celebrating them and want the most success for them. And he's that person. So let's get to know him, shall we? You guys are going to love this interview as much as I love talking to him. So without further ado, my friend, the great director, James Sims. Welcome to the, uh, the 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 chill podcast conversation we're gonna have. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. I'm very happy to be here. We can finally get this, uh, you know, happening. I know, um, I know, because you know, on set we've we've talked about like your background a little bit and talked about like uh, you know things here and there. But like, I kind of you know, I'm I'm gonna ask you all the questions that I I, I wanted to in between filming. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm down. It'll be fun. And, you know, I was thinking about it, like with Odd last time. Um, I don't, I, I realize it's like it's fun on set and kind of, but I don't really get to have fun. Like, You're right, I'm yeah. So, like, I'm so serious. And it was funny, this last time with Damien on set, like, he, you know, to have another actor, like, on set that's kind of, like, fun and goofy and messing around all the time. Yeah. It did not compute with my brain. And every time he would, like, mess with me. I was so on busy mode and like business mode that he go, I'm kidding. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. A joke, right? It's so funny. And like you and I, and because you and I are so with, you know, with what if Wendy, we're so similar in terms of like, get it done. Like we'll joke around for a hot second, but then it's like, okay, what's the next task? Yeah. And that's where you and I feel like you and I are like, so, so similar in that way. And, and I, and then when I think about our, both of our backgrounds, even though, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the dancer side, you're on the football side. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that whole focus is, you know, I think that's why we're on project three together. Yeah. Or we, we finished project three together. Finished project three. Yeah. <laughs> um, we finished that and it's coming together nice, which will be cool. But, and I'll, I'll share a story with you that you'll laugh about, but like, I actually used to act like theater, which is funny when I was younger. You I did? Think, um, yeah. Of I course did, um, you did. I grew up in Phoenix, and I did uh, this play. It was The Good Times Are Killing Me by Linda Barris or Linda Berry? Linda Berry. Okay. And um, I played, uh, yeah, like the little like brother of one of the main characters. And uh, it, it was really funny because I had to sing, and, you know, you had to sing to get the role and all that stuff, and I did. And that was kind of, that was the <laughs> first time I told my mom. She was like, uh, she saw like a, a call, casting call in the newspaper, and I was like, yeah. Mom, I think I want to act. And she was like, all right, well, let's go audition. Yeah, so that's so crazy because you are totally a natural. I mean, honestly, I I when I saw Follow Me, the <laughs> web series, I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, look at you. You're hilarious. No, they it's, someone told me a long time ago as for a director, you need to you need to to work with actors, you kind of have to understand them. So I'm like, okay. It's very <laughs> true. No, in in a couple um a couple people I've talked to about about the the difference between working with a director who understands the actor, meaning like who has acted and been on both sides of the camera, it there is a difference. There is a, a fundamental, um, I don't know, like a, a, a like you, you know how to allow the actor to do what they're what they need to do. Like you That's always a, do that with me. It's a respect. 
it's honestly respect. Yeah. And like, um, spoke with my cousin about this. Who uh, he's at? He's on that show, New Amsterdam. Yeah. And he's always saying like, like that was one of the first things he told me. He's like, yeah, make sure like actors love it when you talk to them like people. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a given. <laughs> he's like, well, not you're for everybody. Surprised. You're right. You're right. He's like, you'd be surprised. You'd be There's surprised out there. Like, do it like this. Okay, do it like this. All right, thank you. We're done. I'm like, what? Yeah, where a lot of people give you like, you know, the line reading or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Really like, do it like never, this. Like, I just want to get to the end result. Like, just do it. I don't want to get, you know, which, which I totally get. And, and, um, and we all have our piece of the puzzle and all of that, but yeah, you, you and I just gel so well, like you, but I also just feel like we just struck gold and, and, um, yeah. You know, your okay. wife thank is you, the, re- thank you, Jenna. So I'm going <laughs> to tell a little bit of the story of how, okay. how we, we came to know each other. Jenna, your wife and myself went to the Zimmer Children's Museum here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling this story because the randomness of why you get things in this industry, you know, there's no real, there, there is kind of a blueprint, but like sometimes for artists, like the way that things come to be like relationships and the way you get a job is kind of the, the, it, it can be really funny, which this, this story I find is hilarious because I never yeah. expected it. And so Jenna and I were, uh, you know, had, you had your, your twin girls and then my oldest Max in uh preschool prep at the Zimmer mm-hmm. Children's Museum here in LA. And we just became friends and Jenna unbeknownst to me, I guess you guys were having a conversation about what if Wendy, the short film. Yeah, a friend Gabriella, uh, she a writer. She had reached out to me about a project that she was working on, kind of a passion project called, you know, what if Wendy, a little short, a little sci-fi kind of, you know, um, uh, project. And uh, it was the first time someone had reached out to me about, uh, you know, uh, directing something. And I'm like, whoa, I've never directed something I hadn't written. Or for somebody else, so it was interesting, but it was also challenging because it was a little bit outside of what I was, I guess, what I thought I would really like doing. You know, like usually the comedy stuff, or you know, yeah. Um, Wait, stuff how like did that. how did Gabriella reach out to you? Did she just email you? Well, no. So like, <clears throat> Gabriella and I, we go to church together. So. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, I was like, funny, like, I guess I'd never heard of- her side or, or or that side of it, and like how. Yeah. I know that Jenna, you know, Jenna and I knew each other, so there was that connection. But the other side of it, I never knew. Yeah, no, yeah. So Gabrielle, like, you know, just found a couple creative folks that uh, that I know in like our little circles, you know, and yeah. um, uh, happened. She, I'm like, I'm a director. She's like, Oh, I'm a writer. I'm like, Oh, well, let's talk. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> we talked about that. And then she had, re, you know, seen some of the uh, smaller projects that I had done, and then she was like, um, Oh, hey, well, I actually have this thing that I'm, you know, thinking about doing. Uh, would you be willing to help? Um, whoa, scratch that. Before that, we worked on a project called Shadows together. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the first kind of, you know, testing out, kind of, you know, seeing if we could work together. Yeah. Uh, a thing. So um, we did that and it went well. We actually uh, premiered at the um, Hollywood Black Film Festival, I believe. Okay. And so that was the first festival I'd been to. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So we did that. So the first, you know, our first collaboration was, you know, success in a sense. We're like, all right, that was cool. And then she reached out um, after I'd done another project, which I can't remember right now. Uh, it's okay. It a couple of music videos, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then um, she was like, hey, I have this, you know, you could tell she really cared about it. She was like, I have this passion project that I've been kind of trying to figure out how to do. And she had seen some of the VFX work that I had done. She was like, I think you could help. I'm like, all right. So she uh, sent me the story and we, um, I looked at it 
it was a lot different from, as you know, it was a lot different from what I had done before, but it was some, there was a challenge in that that I was like, hmm. yeah, to do something that you hadn't written, you know, yourself to come at it from an outsider's perspective and then try to see if, you know, what you could bring to the table in a sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, let's do it. So did that. Um, let Jenna read it. She thought it was really good. And we're like trying to figure out, okay, now who can we get to play this role? And usually <laughs> what I do is I reach out to a pool of friends that I have that are, you know, in different levels of, you know, success with acting and things like that. Yeah. And that's when Jenna was like, well, you know, um, <laughs> I'm a friend that, you know, uh, goes to Zimmer, you know, that uh, you should probably ask her if she wants to do it. And I was like, who? And she proceeded to tell me about you. You know, I got online, looked you up, looked at the clip. I'm like, wait, you know her? <laughs> and um, she was like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And I think, you know. Not and then it's it, the rest is history. It's so funny. <laughs> right. it, yeah, it's so weird because when she sent me, when Jenna emailed me, or you emailed me, I think, but mm-hmm. um, out of the blue, and and sent me the script, and I and I read it. I think I read it like that day, and I just was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Like I just <laughs> immediately was like. This writer is so great. And, you know, of course, I love, I knew and loved Jenna and had not met you at all. And I don't even know if we had a phone conversation before the first day of filming, which was the cliffside scene, mm-hmm. which is which, <laughs> the most emotional scene. <laughs> I know, I <laughs> but, um, but I remember, uh, I remember, uh, reading the script and then, and then, um, I believe we talked on the phone. I can't remember if we did, honestly, but I know that I hadn't met you face to face or, or Gabriella. We had um, one phone conversation, I believe. I believe. Yeah. And yeah. and I knew I was going to be driving a Tesla in the movie. <laughs> and so that was really stupid, but I was so excited about that. And I'm like, you know, the whole movie is really great, but the Tesla that I get to drive. Um, and I, knew, and I knew that the first, the first shot that we did, um, you know, for all of you guys that are listening, when you see the movie, it's the very end and it's the most emotional part. Um, no, 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 yeah, exactly. No, no spoiler alerts, but, but it was like, okay. Hi James. Nice to meet you. Hi Gabriella. Hi John, you know, who's working <laughs> as DP. And it was the three of you guys and me on a cliff, just screaming. Yeah. And, uh, you're like, so I'm going to stand next to the cliff. Okay. <laughs> and like, I'm screaming. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. And that was the start of our working relationship. And, um, yeah. You know, it's just been great ever since, honestly. Like I, I just, it's been, it's been awesome. So in, in that whole kind of, kind of, um, networking and how it came to be is just, for me, I feel like it's so interesting, but it's so this business. Yeah. Like we, we had babies, (laughs) the babies went to school together. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You just never know. And, and I feel like the creative life, um, it doesn't have a linear, uh, path and it doesn't, you know, you can, you can be working with people and, and, and that you just never, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, I think that's like the really, the the really cool part about this industry. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like it, I think the one thing that it requires is that you be ready for any opportunity that comes up. Yeah. You be totally. prepared, you know, totally. like, and that's the thing. Cause like anyone says, you can get tons of no's, you know, like going into different meetings and stuff. You're always going to get the no. Like someone's going to give no because it's risky to say yes. And so, you know, there's a lot of fear. But the time you get someone that's like, hey, yeah, no, this sounds great. Or let's do it. You need to be prepared. You can't 
you know, go ask for the opportunity. Then when it comes not, you know, you can't be unprepared. Like, yeah, it's, it's when, you know, it's the asking is, you know, you're, you also have to come, come to the table with, uh, with a lot of work behind it. A lot of, you know, like you said, being prepared and being ready and then you ask, and then you're going to hear no in our industry, you're going to hear no a lot. So just know that, know that you're going to hear no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Take it and keep going. Don't let it stop. I mean, it's a real test to see, you know, if, you want to make it how bad you want it, you know? And it's, you know, the, the that attitude, I think, goes back to, because you know I'm going to take you all the way back to you, <laughs> to you growing up. And you say you grew up in, you grew up in Phoenix, but I know you grew up in Vegas too, right? Yeah. So well, I was born in Phoenix. Um, then my mom and dad separated when I was 12. Okay. And then so my sister and my mother and I, we moved to Las Vegas. Nice. And that was, yeah, when I was 12, I believe. So just going into middle school, like I started middle school that next week. <laughs> and I remember, I remember you saying something about there being um, uh, a slot machine in the 7-Eleven or something. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And for <laughs> like, those of you who don't know, like, yeah, you go to Vegas, like, they have slot machines everywhere. The grocery store, the, you know, convenience stores, things like that. It got to the point where, like, I didn't, I didn't. Not, I didn't remember not living in a situation where that was. So you go back, you go travel somewhere else, and you walk into a you know a, a convenience store, like where are your slot machines? <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah, like, it's an interesting and, and and that's an interesting time for you to to move to a place like Vegas when you're yeah. entering entering your adolescence and all of that, and and uh, you know I'm sure that that was a um, you know an interesting time for your mom to oh, have to. I have stories. <laughs> yes, um, I remember. Yeah, like. Honestly, like, so the time when we moved there, uh, you know, the Fremont Street experience in downtown uh, Las Vegas, it wasn't yeah. even built yet. Like, they were building it. They were building the big light canopy that has, like, the LED light show. Oh, yeah. They were just building that at the time when we moved there. So, um, so yeah, did I remember that... walking, down the sh- like, walking down the street. It was all torn up with construction in the middle. Yeah. And uh, I remember walking by the Fitzgerald Hotel and Casino, and, like, they'd play, like, the little Irish, you know. Uh, leprechaun music and then we walk by and start dancing my mom's like stop oh my god so did that because you already knew you wanted to be an actor when you were in phoenix did that affect you when you moved to vegas like did it affect your want to be in the entertainment industry in a different way well yeah so at the time um yeah you're taking me way back now um, <laughs> i'm taking you way back <laughs> I, yeah I, you know I, I i did a play like i said i did a play called uh, the good times are killing me um that was like the first professional um uh, like, I guess, project that I'd done. Yeah. I remember before going to an agency trying to, you know, get an agent. Yeah. And uh, I remember my mother calling and uh, they were like, yeah, well, you know, send us a headshot. And, you know, we'll see if, you know, a kid has any potential. It's kind of really just, you know, blowing you off kind of thing. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I got this. I got the the part in that play and in the musical. And then uh, I guess opening night or one of the nights, the, that agency, uh, the latent agency at the time, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. They, uh, uh, Ruth Layton, she was there. And so afterwards, uh, she came backstage and was like, James, you know, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, hey, you know, she was like, you were so great. It was awesome that we, well, we got to sign you, you know, so. (laughs) so (laughs) Isn't that funny that you get blown off, but then the moment they see you, they're like, oh, you're actually talented. Then all of a sudden they want to. I feel like that's how it is. You have to. Welcome to the business. On your own. Yeah. Oh, hey, we'll help you. Uh Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, so after that, I had an agent. And so, you know, I did a couple commercials as a kid, 
Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I did a couple commercials, uh, which was cool. Did a thing for, I think, um, what the local television station did this, uh, like, uh, uh, yeah, it was about the environment kind of thing, like a reduce, reuse, recycle special called 911 Earth that was like an ongoing thing locally. Like a and, public service announcement yeah. kind of thing. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, it was like a TV show. And they had different episodes where, you know, would do that. Um, nice. Uh, in Phoenix there. And what was funny is that I think even as recent as like five or six years ago, they were still playing it in some of the schools. So some of my younger cousins. Oh, my God. Like, That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeah. tell me you have copies of this. I do not. Oh, no. Because I don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so um, for a while, yeah, did, you know, living in Phoenix, I was, you know, acting. I auditioned for that movie, Little Giants. And, you know, okay. They did. But yeah, so there's some stuff going on. Yeah. And then when, when my, mom, my mother and father uh, uh, separated, that all kind of slowed down. Yeah. Moved to Vegas, but then that would op- start up a new chapter of my life. Um, I think towards the end of middle school, I started getting into athletics and, you know, oh, realized. Oh, really? Not until yeah. then? Not until then, yeah. Like it's funny. I remember um, first sport I played, organized sport, was basketball in, in middle school. Um, that was the first. Coach. That was wait. That was the first time you played organized sports was in middle school. Yes. Okay. So, because um, you know, I'm the mom. I'm I'm a mom of two boys, so I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know, like you know, when do you? Because this is the thing, like, it, like now now going into the athletic side of of of, mm-hmm. of your story a little bit, you never know when you should put somebody into sports because, or, or, you know, or, or into a, um, organized, you know, mm-hmm. classes or things like that, because, uh, you don't want to, you know, like make them not want to do it or, or mm-hmm. I don't know, there's, th- those are parent conversations, but yeah, that's good no, no, to yeah. know. I mean, that's good to know that you didn't until middle school. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, it is one of those things where like, I wanted, I mean, I remember younger ones and things like that, but my father was kind of, you know, strict and was like, no, you can't. I'm like, what? All right. Because you're so, you're so, I mean, obviously, you're extremely athletic and, and really talented at, at sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, maybe, long time ago, many, many neck sizes ago. Yeah. <laughs> many neck sizes. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, like, um, I remember just, I was always a bookworm. So, like, me, I'm half nerd, half, you know, geek. Because one of my, my favorite characters is Superman, right? And I love the idea of that duality there, right? Yeah. Like, you have the Clark Kent, who's like the nerdy side, who has to keep it down. And then, you know, when he goes off, he's Superman, right? So, yes. I kind of tried to emulate that in life. So, like, I was a bookworm growing up, you know? Oh, yeah. Him. You know, tried to get straight A's whenever I could. And, um, I, you know, a lot of friends would be like, especially in middle school, um, hey, you want to come play basketball? I can play football. Now I'm all right. I'd rather read, right? And then I love um, that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then uh, one day, at, like in eighth grade, I remember uh, there are these, like outside the, uh, the pathways, like the awnings, you know, they were like lights. And so, like, a lot of the boys would, you know, we'd run and jump and we could touch the lights. Yeah. But there was one part where, like, the ground would sink down and no one could touch this last light. But I remember going over there trying it, and I could hit it. And so did it one day, and the basketball coach saw me. He was like, hey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. <laughs> and he put me in on, on the team, and I would do – I was a, one of the shortest – one of the shorter guys on the team, but I would do jump ball because I could jump higher than everybody else. Yeah. And so um, that transitioned to um, high school where me and a few friends that uh, went from the same middle school to the same high school, and he was like, hey, let's go play football. Okay. I didn't even know the positions. They were like, you know, what do you want to play? I'm like, receiver? And he's like, mm, let's put you with the running backs. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, got into playing football, did really well through high school, was an all-state athlete, both in uh, football and track and field. I was yeah. a national championship triple jumper. 
in oh my high God. school. And uh, yeah, I did like the junior Olympics kind of things. Um, I was the, one of the top running backs in Vegas, along with uh, Steven Jackson, who was uh, with the Rams Okay. Uh, for a number of years. Uh, he and I were the top two running backs in the state. And he went to Oregon State. I went to the University of Washington uh, yeah. for, on the football, a full ride. Full scholarship, I, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny, I had to choose between track and football um, <laughs> because uh, uh, like I was, I was I was pretty much recruited nationwide for track and field. I had an opportunity to go to Yale, Harvard, because oh my, my God. grades kind of matched too. Absolutely. But I didn't feel like I would fit in there. <laughs> just this inner city kid, you know, going to, you know, I was like, like I could just imagine kids, <laughs> James, we're going to the Hamptons this weekend. Do you want to come? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> so, and no, again, but that is it, silly, but, No, uh-huh. but it's, but it's, you know, it's such a winning combination to have the, it, it you know, I, I, I would say you, you are Superman. Like you, you did accomplish that. You got to, to excel in, um, you know, in, in so many things in sports. Like what did that feel like to all of a sudden to, to be, I, I don't know, I wouldn't say late in life, but to be in high school and all of a sudden be like, Oh my God, I'm really good at this. Like I'm best in the state. I'm going to go to the NFL. Like, like I have a full scholarship. What? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I it, it, again at the time it was just like I was just thinking, okay, if I want to get to college, I'm gonna have to do it on my own because you know, like our family wasn't in you know any position to you know to afford. Yeah, it, really. ditto. So yeah, <laughs> so I was just looking at it as okay, I saw it as that, and which is funny, it brings it back to um, uh, acting, like acting in sports, right? Yeah. That when I moved to Vegas, that became the uh, kind of like the the choice because uh, my sophomore year. Um, there was like this, uh, big casting call, like where the, all these agents would come in Vegas and kind of like, you know, you could come, you know, audition and see if, you know, see if you can make it. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. So I went down there, auditioned, read a couple things and, uh, John Robert Powers. You ever remember that? Yes, I do. Yes. So I've heard that name. I ended up reading for them and lady was like, Hey, you have a great look. I actually went down to this audition spot by myself. It was like after school. Um, I went down there, but again, I was a minor. So they're like, Hey, well, we can't really sign or see you, you know, without your parents. I'm like, Oh yeah. The lady thought, you know, she's like, you have a great look, you know, this and all that stuff. You're talented here. Give me your card. Have your mother call me. I'm like, all right. So I went in uh, with my mom and written red for, uh, 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 this lady. I don't remember her name. Uh, she and another, uh, one of her associates and they were like, yeah, you know, we love you. We want to sign you. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, great. But I also play football. And they were like, yeah, you probably have to choose you know <laughs> like, between that and that because just the time that it would take i'm like i think co- i think football is gonna pay for my college like definitely you know like yeah it's gonna happen so I you made the like, right choice <laughs> right yeah i think that was the last time i uh you know like for a while i did anything um like in the acting on the acting side entertainment side i was like i think i'm a stick with sports so from then through college it was um sports it was kind of sports uh sports themed. Yeah. But this is the thing about acting is that you can always come back to it. You know, football, you can't always come back to after a <laughs> while. Your, your body's like, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. No. I mean, it, it's, it's such a fascinating thing. And, and, and but like I said earlier, I always wanted to talk to you about this, like in between filming, yeah. um, talk about your, your football life, because it is such a fascinating thing. There is kids who, who start so young and have this focus and mm-hmm. don't make it as far as you did in yeah. the NFL. And, and it just seemed to be a natural route for you. And yeah. 
so you went off to you went off to college on a full ride. Mm-hmm. Obviously, did really well in school, and then then how did the NFL come into play? What happened there? So senior year, so like college. I mean, I, I look at my life. I look back, and there's always like you know a lot of possibilities. I've been blessed in a lot of situations, and then there's also a lot of conflict that's in there too, which is funny. Yeah, which makes for a good movie one day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like in college, I was kind of out of position. Like uh, I was recruited. Um, out of high school as a DB, a defensive back. Okay. And so on defense where I, and I ended up on offense, which, which is what I really wanted to play. I wanted to play running back. Yeah. So, um, first couple of years in college, I was out of, you know, I felt like I was out of position. I played safety, you know, did really well there, but you know, wasn't as most fun as I think it could have been. You weren't and in your then, element. You weren't, you weren't right. playing your position. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then um, uh, I came in at University of Washington. You know, they just won the Super, uh, not Super Bowl, the um, the Rose Bowl that year. Oh yeah, <clears throat> the year before. And so we came in a really hot team. You know, really great. We, I was one of the top ten um, recruiting classes, a part of the one of the top ten recruiting classes at the time. Nice. And uh, we hit a couple sanctions with some stuff that happened, and so like the team kind of hit like you know we had a couple rough years um, while I was there. So through some restructuring, we got new coaches, and which you know kind of opens up opportunity. So um, yeah, I end up getting to try uh, running back uh, finally, <laughs> like my junior <laughs> or my junior year, I believe, junior or sophomore year, and um, yeah, ended up you know doing well, earning the spot there. So that by the time my senior year rolled around, you know I was running back and I was doing really well. Um, so had a good, had a decent season. Um, what ends happening? So, you know, as you get, you know, get towards uh, the end of your uh, senior year uh, in college, they, um, you end up starting to test, you know, starting to go through all like your physical tests, like, you know, you know how much you bench press. Uh, like, there's a f- oh, wait, hold on. What, hold on one tests. second. Um, hold on, James. I'm, I'm losing you. Your speed test, right? Like your wait. Yard dash. Hello? Wait, hold on. I, okay. you, <laughs> I lost you for a second. Wait, are you there? Yeah, you sound yeah, like... Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, go back to um, go back to your senior year when you okay. start doing physical tests. That's where I, you start breaking up. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. <laughs> Take two. Um, so um, basically, uh, near your senior year, um, when you're playing football, you start you know, preparing for you know, the possibility of going to the NFL. So uh, you'll start... Oh no! Uh, Wait, you're breaking up again. Shoot! Like you'll have um. Hold on. A number of (laughs) Sorry, James. That better. It's like right when you start. Now you're good, and then right when you start talking about it, it's like the NFL gods are like, "Nope, you're not going to get to talk about it." Hold on. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll start it from a different angle. Okay. Okay. And take three. All right. So your your senior year, um, oftentimes if you know NFL looks like it's a possibility, or you'd like to try to make that you know that jump, yeah, uh, you just start preparing for you know the different tests that, or the different evaluations that you have to go through, and they'll you know test things like your speed, agility, um, even take a um, like an intelligence test. You know, like it's called the Wonderlick test, I believe. Oh, so, really? Um, yeah. So you start taking all these tests and getting ready for you know an opportunity to play in the league. So I tested pretty well in these areas. And um, one of the teams, uh, remember, one of the recruiters from the Giants kind of reached out to me. Um, uh, he seemed because his name was Jerry. He was a good guy. And um, he was like, you know, showing some interest even back then, which was cool. So Nice. Um, by the time, uh, you know, the draft came around and stuff like that, didn't get drafted. But 
once the draft is over, um, then a lot of teams will reach out to players that are still, you know, available. And then, you know, they'll try to make their case for you to come, you know, make offers for you to come play there. So they made me, you know, made me an offer to come uh, to come there. And I was like, yeah, New York, that'd be cool. The Giants, I can do that. Oh, my God. That's so, <laughs> so But um, it's it's so the NFL is kind of like a, it's it's I mean, the, the draft and all of that. It's it's like another form of auditioning, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm yes. coming at it from an actor's point of view, like the callback and getting on, you know, maybe you're a standby like my husband always makes fun of me because I say sometimes instead of saying the, the, um, the second string, I'll say the understudy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it the, translates. Yes. It's sort of the same. It's not the same thing at all, but it's, right. you know, it's, it's, it, 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 there is rejection, a lot of rejection and a lot of like being put to the side and all those things that people who are in the entertainment industry can, can relate to. Right. You know, well, I will say one thing that's kind of different, which is interesting too, is like on the so on the athletic side, you if you're fast or if you're good, like a team will take you, right? Like yeah. Your talent, if you have the talent, they'll definitely you know give you the shot, or you know they'd be silly not to if you're able to you know to perform. Yeah. I feel like on the entertainment side, you can be the most talented person in the world mm-hmm. and still not get a shot sometimes. Because, yeah, that's true. I mean, unfortunately, you know, it's the relationships, right? It's those, it, it's, you know, it, it's kind of who you know in a sense, oftentimes. Not always, not everything. I don't want to sound pessimistic about it, but that can play a factor sometimes where you can have the most talented person in the world who should be, you know, on the names of the marquee, you know, somewhere else. And, you know, that often isn't the case. So it's not um, as black and white as the NFL where you have to do like physical tests. Like you're saying, right. like, like they have to be like, okay, you have to physically be able to do this. Like in, mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry, they're like, well, they might be able to edit it. So you look funnier than you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you, you um, know, I had to say that. Okay. Um, yeah. ba- back to, um, back to the NFL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sure, there's another story there coming. <laughs> the lesser of two evils is the NFL. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know. <laughs> Maybe not. Too, right? Yeah. But, That's um, what makes oh, yeah, your story so, so, I mean, seriously, it makes your story so interesting because you do have t- two sides of, you know, like that. the NFL is the top of the football game. You mm-hmm, know, yeah. it's it's amazing to have that that so so continue on with your the giants jerry you said yeah jerry the recruiter there uh took a shining to me so we're like, all right cool so um after the draft ended up going there and so i think uh ap- yeah the few weeks after that <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> excuse me uh the few weeks after the draft uh, i ended up yeah flying out to uh, new jersey east rutherford and um yeah i spent a year out there with the giants uh so um, what was that? What up. was what was that like? Sorry to interrupt you, but what was no. that like when like you got it and then you're you're in the like you're in the NFL with these dudes? Like had, I don't know. It just for me, like I think of the moment of actually you know starting your first day with these guys. Mm-hmm. It's intimidating. Like I think every step in football or any athletics. It has that intimidation factor because whenever you, especially when you're first stepping into it. So in high school, I think it's the moment when you first join the team as a freshman. You're like this little skinny kid, you know, <laughs> yeah. out there to play. You know, you don't know anybody really, and it's like, all right, you know, 
you start that. And, you know, again, it's like you're putting yourselves in, in, in front of people. Yeah. And then going against them, kind of trying to see, you know, if you're better than someone. I mean, basically, right? Yeah. And then so you do that. And then I think as you get older, you step when, like, say, going from uh, like a JV team to a varsity team, you're now around all these upperclassmen. And so, uh-huh. you know, there can be a lot of intimidation that goes on there. And all the stuff that, you know, dumb boys will do, you know, kind of thing <laughs> that you have to deal with. And I think that never stops. Like, so when you go from high school to college, same thing. And then when you go from college to um, the pros, it's the same thing. Like now, though, it's like on a bigger stage. So, like, there's a lot yeah. more pressure. And I think the more successful you get, the more pressure that builds up um, with these things. And it's even funny, going back to What If Wendy really quick. Yeah. Uh, first night after um, working with you on the first day that we did i i haven't told anyone this really but jenna knows i came home and i kind of broke down it was funny you did i had a nervous breakdown no way i was so just like man am i doing this right is this working out because again like just to see the cal you know the caliber of talent that i was finally working with oh you're so sweet no i mean seriously just like oh it was just like all this pressure all of a sudden like Am I gonna mess this up? Because you're so. Know what I'm doing? It, it was like crazy. Jen was like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> well, She's I'm like, like okay. <laughs> But um, that's yeah. Like, so it was just a lot of pressure, and then like you know, you go to sleep, you wake up. All right, no, everything's good. All right, good. And this or you is watch through footage. You're like, oh, okay, looks good. So I'm gonna yeah. give you, I'm gonna give you a compliment back because this is where your your NFL background or your 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 uh, discipline as an athlete can translate into you as a director because you don't show that you're very calm and you're very to get like you, you seem like, you know, um, and I, I kind of project the same thing, which is why I think you and I work so well together is that, um, I was nervous. Like I, like I, 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 I generally get nervous with everything that I do because I have such a high expectation of myself. Mm-hmm. But I remember after that first day, I'm like, I hope that I in in my head, I always come home from filming and I think, I hope I did what they wanted. I yeah. hope I, I hope it translates. I hope they can fix it in post. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, like, like, I think in your case, there's not, it, it's getting out of your way in post basically. Oh, that's, making sure we don't mess it up. Seriously. Like thank that's you. Just for making sure we get the takes. Cause all your takes are good. Thank you. Finding that best one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, but yeah. I, I, I think you're, you know, going, going, um, home and, and, and having the moment of, of wanting it, you know, not like, like upping your game, I guess, if you will, mm-hmm. or feeling like you need to up your game. Um, I think that's what, that's what got you to the place of, of being in the NFL. I think that's what got you to the place of, of being a director and, and being as good as you are. And, and those are things that going back to my background as a competitive dancer, that's how mm-hmm. I started. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're starting to the, you're starting to play with the, the big fish. So the big fish in your, in your hometown Mm-hmm. And then when you go to, like, you went to New Jersey, and mm-hmm. I went to Broadway. You went to the NFL, I went to Broadway. So when you mm-hmm. get to your first Broadway show, which I consider my first day at the NFL, if you will, yeah. if we're to mm-hmm. parallel each other, yeah. I remember the day of being in the room with all of these dancers who were then the big fish of their town, and now they're the big fish on Broadway, where all the, all the big fish are swimming together. Mm-hmm. And you're and it, <clears throat> it, it is that game of... Um, like you said, like, like, like you're, it's intimidating, but you're also yeah. trying to hold your own, you know? 
Right. It's in, it's intimidating, but like you said, you can't show it, right? You have to go yeah, back. you gotta you have to have that cool, calm demeanor and you know, keep your personality and your wits about you and all those things that you do and and you hide it well is is my my compliment going back to you. you you hide it you hide any sort of nervousness or uh, am I doing this right? Like you hide it well, which I think we all have to do kind of in this world. Yeah. I mean, again, you can't, you can't have someone like in a leadership position. Like I would lose it if I saw a boss or something like breaking down. Like, what are we doing? What are doing? You know, it's like, that's not confident. That's not confident. No, exactly. Yeah, keep, that, keep that to yourself. Exactly. So, but, so yeah. you, so you got into the Giants, your running back position or, or, or were you in the running back position? Like when you started that first I year? Was, if, yeah, I was. I came in as a running back. Um, uh, ended up being the scout running back. So um, initially, uh, again, once you know, join the team, the the roster usually starts out with 125 guys. Okay. And then as the the preseason goes on, they cut the roster down to 75 players. Okay. So um, if you make the cut, then you're on the team. Um, so I didn't make the cut uh, at the beginning of the season, at the end of the preseason. Um, but they liked me enough, and I did well enough that they wanted to keep me on what's called the practice squad. So okay. each NFL team has about six or seven guys that they keep um, on to just practice with the team, basically. So you do all the work of the team, but you get none of the game glory, right? Yeah. And so, and they pay you, you know, they pay you decent. And, um, you know, I was making money, more, more money than I made because, you know, out of college, I'm like, all right. So, um, but that's a hard that, position. Uh, to, that's a hard position to be in because you are, um, and I apologize for continuing to make it, make it a theater reference <laughs> for no, myself, yeah. but it's, you're basically an offstage cover that mm-hmm. you're, you are offstage and you're watching everybody <clears throat> perform, you know, Monday night football, you know, Sunday, yeah. Sunday football and, and, and getting all the, you know, getting to suit up and you're in, you're just waiting in the wings, if yeah. you will. Yeah, basically, you get to practice. You get to do all the hard work <laughs> that anyone else does. <laughs> yep. But none of the fun. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like that. But um, what's kind of cool is that, um, like on practice squad, um, being the scout running back, like which is basically like the fourth string running back. Yeah. You, you, you get in shape. <laughs> yeah. So, because uh, not only are you running with uh, against like team defense, you're also running with offense too. So. Uh, I, I haven't t- I haven't really told the story out in public, but it's really funny. But I remember one day it was uh, the first day of pads um, in New York. Yeah. Um, so you know, just getting into it, I'm running. You know, with a team. You know, it's, it's time for uh, like the scrimmage time, right? Where your um, your team defense is going against your scout offense, right? Uh huh. And so I'm taking every snap by myself as the running back, and I am dog tired, right? <laughs> so at the point where it's like one of the last plays that we play, I like I'm like well, I'm dragging, so I go back to the uh, huddle. They call the play and I get out in my spot, in my stance, and I walk. I couldn't run. I had to walk the play, right? Coach <laughs> Coughlin at the time pulled me aside. He was like, James, you ever walk out here again? He Sims, if you ever walk out here again, I'll cut your ass. I'm like, all right. And so at that moment, I knew I had to, I had to pick it up. I had yeah. to do it. So by the end of, well, I know by the end of, uh, I'd say the next few weeks, I was the best conditioned player on the team. Nice. I was out there running. It was fun. So it, it was crazy. Like, and again, this kind of goes with what we were talking about before. Like, I think that pressure, like if you're someone who can thrive in pressure, mm-hmm. then like you only like adversity only helps you get better, get stronger, you know? Yeah. And so like, I think that was one of those things that I am one of those type of people, which I try to be and kind of try to instill that in my kids is that, you know, like it's going to get hard. Yes. It's never going to be easy. So you, what are you going to do about that? You know? And so, um, 
through that, through persevering, things like that, um, a player ended up uh, breaking his foot. One of the running backs ended up injuring himself. Yeah. And that opened up a spot. And so I was activated. Oh, nice. Um, I think uh, halfway through the season, which means then I became one of the active 75 players on the team. And yeah, that was fun. <laughs> You're like, you don't want someone, someone, you know, that's another parallel that you and I have. You know, the, sh- the show that I did in New York on Broadway was 42nd Street. And the reason the role that I played gets to, this is, this is, uh, in the show, but the mm. reason that that I get to play the the lead part in the show is that the um, the other character breaks their foot, so right. that gives me the opportunity to. See? There, <laughs> there are a lot of parallels there. Broken foot, broken See? foot. <laughs> <laughs> the broken foot is what got you your chance. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. but. <laughs> I know it's horrible. We want people to break their feet so we can get a chance. (laughs) So that's what you want. All you, all, all all you people out there in the world, make sure everyone breaks their feet so you can get your chance. No, but on as many toes as you can. (laughs) No, but going back to, to the lesson you were talking about teaching your kids in terms of the, uh, the pressure and stepping Mm -hmm. it up because the truth Mm -hmm. is, is that, um, you know, in my career as a, as a dancer in your, you know, in your career as an athlete, it is a mental game. There is a mental part of it that, that, you know, like you being dog tired, but then you have to like, you have to make the shift and actually mm-hmm. go beyond the tired, go beyond the, you know, um, being knocked down so many times. Like that's something that I feel like, um, you know, is, is so important in this, in, in well, in life, not just in the entertainment industry. Right. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. And, um, you have, yeah, you have to, <laughs> I mean, and again, like I said, we tell what you tell your kids, like life's going to be hard. And, you know, my girls, I think they get this. They're getting it quicker than my boys. But Marcus yeah. is too. So he's a bum. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he he's so cute, but, though. He's, yeah, so he cute. Is. He, he, he's got his looks there. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, my girls, like they, they get it. I'm like, hey, it's going to be hard. What are you going to do about it? Like this is in schoolwork and anything. It's like, yeah. it's gonna be hard, yes, but what are we going to do? We, there's, you know, and that's how, like you'd said before, like, how do you do it all? Like having a full-time job and, you know, um, kids and like all this stuff is like, there's no other option, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, um, there, you know, I, I think, and I think the, um, I think having the positive attitude as well, it's like, what are you going to do about it? Like, how are you going to make it work? How are you going to change? How are you going to, uh-huh. you know, go forward in life with a smile on your face while you have all these things that you are juggling? Yeah. And so, so with that in in you know the the major shift of of going from being an NFL player to then being a director mm-hmm. um i feel like i could have like like a 4 hour podcast episode with you <laughs> it's true because because there's something there there's something so interesting about the 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 shift um from from doing that at the highest level to yeah. then shifting um to your next phase of life so talk to me a little bit about that okay yeah um i feel like i'm always making it hard i'm <laughs> always making it hard on myself like the the career decisions the choices that i'm going for is crazy like um i always say I, I joke about um when i'm you know when i talk to people about playing football and stuff like that and usually guys are like oh what and i'm like yeah you know stuff and i don't tell as many people like i don't know like it's just funny like I'm, usually especially like when i first moved out to la like to get job interviews when they you know when people recruiters or like guys like would see NFL on my resume that got me an interview <laughs> yeah because it's, it's so like, impressive hey, uh, yeah so but I mean I don't try to like just come out blabbing about it often 
And usually, like, I'll mention something. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wait, wait, what? You played football? Like, oh, yeah. Right. Like, 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 I think this is the most in, in the years that I've known you, this is the most I've ever talked to you about the NFL. Like it, like it'll, it'll be like a, like a, Oh yeah, I did the NFL as opposed to like, what, like talk to me about this. Like the, the because, um, it is such an impressive, you know, it's, it's the top of the football game. So, you know, um, but yeah, but you, you are very humble about, about that whole journey. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm just, you know, again, usually I think why we didn't talk about it is because you couldn't find me because I was in, in the back room crying. Like, oh, what am I doing? No. Um, but um, yeah, so like trying to make the transition from that, like, uh, again, I studied film in college, right? So it's always been there. Like, you know, yeah. I remember uh, me and a couple of teammates, uh, we did a, a, a short in college that won the UW Film Festival. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's funny because being an athlete, like they played some of it on uh, before one of our games. Okay. Um, on, in, on ESPN, which is kind of cool. But, That's uh, really this, cool. Yeah. We did this thing called The Ring Fling. Uh, do you remember that horror film, The Ring? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we did a spoof about... Uh, we did a spoof about that, basically saying what happens if you f- bring like that cursed, that cursed ring footage to the hood, basically, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the whole short was like me and my roommate, you know, you were trying to. It's really sp- specific. We were. Uh, I went to Blockbuster to rent Blade Two, but oh, Blockbuster Blade Two with the cursed <laughs> ring footage. Okay. <laughs> so we're trying to watch it, and then the cursed footage comes up, and then you know, at the time I was learning, you know, visual effects, and like I, I figured out how to make make it look like a girl was coming out of the TV. So we nice. set up this whole situation where that happened. Halloween night. Guy thought he was having a blind date and the ring girl comes out of the TV. Oh my and, God. You know, a lot of jokes about never dated a white girl before. And all this <laughs> <stuff is> really- <laughs> it's a collection so, of all of, all of the things that you, that you do so well, or that like is such a part of your personality, like the, the, the comedy, the situational yeah. comedy, all of that stuff, the visual effects, which I know you've been like, you know, that that's been your thing since you were a kid, right? It's like always what you've wanted to do. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I told you, like, I remember like in elementary school, like reading um, visual effects, you know, behind the scenes books and like, yeah, about like how Superman flew. Cause you know, again, one of my favorite movies and like just how to figure that out. I was like, just nerd about that stuff. So, oh, yeah. Um, the digital, the digital revolution, as it were, is awesome because if I had these tools as a child that we have now, oh my oh, God, be crazy. It'd be crazy, but you're yeah. so good at it too. Like that's one of the things, uh, watching your directing reel, which, um, I'm so glad I'm a part of, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, you're hey. all that <laughs> but, um, but, but the, the visual effects, uh, you know, aside from, from just, just the, j- just the creativity of the shots that you did in, in, you know, all of your shorts that are on your website, um, they're so beautiful. Like it's really just beautifully shot and just also, uh, the, the, the visual effects are just, you know, amazing. I, I love that. And I love that part of storytelling. I think that's, that's one thing with film and television that you can do, um, that you can't do in theater, like in terms of that medium working as an actor on that side of it, the, that the visual effects of, of all the, the pieces of the puzzle just make it so just beautifully, it's beautiful in terms of storytelling. Yeah, no, I I mean, again, oftentimes, like, the VFX side, especially nowadays, is that I think it can be overused sometimes, which we all know it can happen, but the way I kind of approach it is that, um, well, there's two there's two aspects. One, I like it to complement story, so, like, yes. I want to make sure you can tell that emotional story that, you know, the audience can identify with, right? Yeah. And then if you can um, highlight and, um, like, complement that performance with the visual effects, I think that... 
I don't know, it makes it more, it makes it better. It makes for a better experience, I believe, rather than just being the whole, hey, come look at this effect. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> you know? of course. And and that that's what makes the the shorts so good. The, one, the ones that you put together and the ones that, that you've directed, it's, you're not, the visual effects are not taking place of the story. It's right. like you said, complimenting it. It's like the frosting, right. the frosting on top of the cake and the cake exactly, is the yeah. substance of the story and the character and all of that. And everything else is just on top of it. Like what if Wendy you wouldn't say, Oh my God, that, that the whole point of that short film is the visual effects. Not at all. Most people don't, don't even that, that, that is a compliment to the incredible story that Gabriella wrote and that you directed. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, oftentimes, especially what if Wendy people come and they see that, you know, they see and they're like, Oh, this is interesting. You know, they, they see some of the, I think the, 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 the shiny lights, you know, some of the visual effects are like, Oh, that's cool. But then they stay, they get drawn in by the performance. And I think that's what you're supposed to do. It's like, yeah. you can, because again, there's so much content out there right now. Like, it's okay to, you know, hey, come look at this. Oh, that's cool. But then keep them, you know? And like, I think it's the, the three second, the my, my, my representation says that people have a three second attention span. Do you think that's true? <laughs> I mean, for, for crap. <laughs> I'm talking about on, I'm talking about in terms of like so much content out there. Um, yeah. I mean, but that's right. Like, I think, that, but there's so much too out there. Like, a lot of it's good and a lot of it's not. Yeah. And I think people are getting savvy to the point where, like, they can tell pretty quick if something's quality or not, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think so, yeah, like, again, especially on the internet, like, they say that attention span, you need to give them the first 30 seconds. But if it's good and, like, it's quality, people will stay around, you know? Like, yeah. the whole thing was, there was this thing where people won't watch, you know, um, internet content or streaming content for longer than a certain amount of time. But look at all the streaming we have now, you know, it's like, it's as long as it's good quality content, people will do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but, so, um, so in terms of bridging the the gap between yes. the NFL mm-hmm. and then starting directing, uh, and now working at Sony. So yeah, I can, I can tell you like, so it, it's kind of a funny way all through that. So, uh, once I was done, I'm playing football. Um, was cut from the Giants at the end of the season. Um, Tiki was retiring, so there was a little bit of we need a new running back kind of thing. So they went out and drafted a few guys, um, brought back a few folks from NFL Europe, which was still a thing at the time. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then um, uh, some free agents, uh, low men on the totem pole. I got cut, you know pushed out. But then um, I had an opportunity to go play in Atlanta and did a mini camp there, and they were ready to sign me, and I walked away. And I was like, wow. you know what? You know, my body, I'm like, you know, I kind of want to make sure I can, I'm able to play with some kids one day. And at the time, <laughs> Jenna and I, we were dating long distance. Okay. She was in Seattle and I was uh, at the time in um, uh, East Rutherford, um, but then moved down to um, uh, to Georgia for the, um, uh, for the mini camp and would have been there for the season. And I was like, ah, I see my future over there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, ended up deciding to walk away. They offered me a contract. I said, ah, I think I'm good which is crazy. And then, you know, decided to, uh, Jenna was just done with college. She just graduated. Okay. So we decided to move to, uh, to Los Angeles. It was central enough between her family that was in Seattle and mine that was still in Phoenix at the time. Yeah. Phoenix and Vegas. So like, we're like, all right, well, um, let's do that. That's central enough. So moved out here, um, figured, you know, because of, you know, studying film in college and like, you know, like, liking liking you know the idea of doing you know content and stuff like that i was like all right yeah, let's go out there see what i can do 
um, first job out here was with America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a PA <laughs> there. Okay. And, um, you know, did a full day shoot where you did a couple episodes. Uh, they liked me. One of the line producers was like, hey, we have a full-time job if you want to, you know, stick around. Um, it pays, you know, um, what, five or six hundred a week. And there's insurance. I'm like, what? You're like, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. So, you know, started, started doing that. And then... Um, yeah, I was there for a couple of seasons, and uh, I think the writer strike happened. Oh, I remember that. Thing kind of slowed down. I remember that. that. Oh wait, yeah. not t- two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand eight. I think mm-hmm. end of, middle of end of two thousand eight. Yeah. Um. So, uh, was jobless for six months. Saved enough money from the NFL to be okay in LA. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And, um, um, ended up getting a job at Sony through an old teammate um, from college. Uh, okay. he, you know, I saw an opening for something similar to what I was doing and, um, I got a resume in and yeah, I started at uh, Sony in 2009 and I was a, an assistant at the time and, you know, worked there for a little bit. And I think around that time, six months after that, I got married, we got married, Jen and I yeah. got married. So for a while it was just kind of just working. And then, you know, we started having kids and I was on that track for a while, you know, but then, yeah. Um, about five years now ago, five or six years ago, um, Jen and I were talking. I was like, I think I want to direct. And um, she was like, okay, well, you know, what we need to do? So I started, you know, doing a couple of short films, found some folks that, you know, wanted to do, you know, do f- uh, films and act and things like that. So, you know, pulled together the first little short I did in L.A., uh, uh, which was called um, The Exchange. <laughs> And yeah, I did it. I showed it to an exec at work and he was like, uh, whoa, um, this is actually good. And so, you know, again, so that's when the seeds of filmmaking started happening, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you or know, when they came to, when they came to fruition, because I, yeah, I yeah. feel like it's always kind of been there in you. And it's just the, the transition of, of becoming a director. Um, it's just like, you know, it, it happened at the right time. Yeah. It's like when you start, um, you know, do actually doing something and getting your work out there, which is one of the biggest things I can tell anyone. If you have any goal, especially in this industry, if you want to act, if you want to write, you want to direct, you have to do it. (laughs) You have have to to do it there and do it. You have to stop talking about it and do it. Exactly. Because there's a lot of talk out here. There's There's a lot lot of of talk. You know, I know a lot of people that, you know, that have all these aspirations and like they're, you know, saying, I wish I could do this and do that. I'm like, why don't you? Yeah, you got one life. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, try it. And then, um, so yeah, um, then this last year, um, I was, uh, I was actually accepted into the uh, Sony Pictures Diverse Directors Program. Yes, which was which was big and huge. Um, we got a little write up in you know Variety and Hollywood Reporters. Like, oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) And um, and you know, because of that, now like some opportunities are coming up now. And again, it was just you know doing projects. Um, I feel like what if Wendy was one of the biggest ones that started opening a lot of doors. Just yeah. again, it, you know, when you step the quality game up, then all of a sudden, you know, people come noticing Yeah, and you know, now even to like our latest, our most latest collaboration, which I think is going to be awesome. Um, I know. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to show you what we have. Like I'm, you know, working on the visuals right now and it's, it'll, it'll be pretty funny. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I feel like I'm getting into the space where, you know, I've done, some of the, the earlier things that I've done were all these really sad projects, right? Culminating. I know. Trendy, one of the saddest things. <laughs> one of the saddest things. Yet 
I find myself wanting to, you know, get back into, you know, more comedy stuff and like, you know, drama comedy, like even with the little web series that we're doing. Yeah. Um, there's more, there's definitely drama that there's moments of like, oh, but then there's definitely comedy. And, you know, this is the first time I've been in front of the camera since, you know, um, like doing acting in, in Vegas, you know, or uh, in, um, in, in Phoenix. Your musical. <laughs> now we got to sing together. You know, that's going to happen. <laughs> Come on, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. Uh, no, nah, you don't want that. Uh, I can come in the background. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I put it out there in the universe. Um, so one last thing before we wrap up, because I I know that for me, in my um, my, my 20 years in the industry and then and then becoming a parent or, or switching uh, my identity from being... Um, a dancer primarily to working more in acting and things like that. I know that, uh, for me, I've had, I've had moments of like identity. I wouldn't say identity crisis, but I'd have a moment where I'd be like, you know, I, I identify myself for, you know, so long as a certain thing. And then now I'm transitioning into something else. And did you ever have a moment of being like, okay, I've left the NFL and now I'm transitioning into being in a new city in a, with a new industry uh-huh. and all of the emotional or mental game that happens with that? Um, interesting question. Um, I don't like it. Interesting. When you get into the talks about identity, right? Like, yeah, like that, I feel like I don't, I try not to identify, you know, again, a lot of folks that get into their careers, right? One of the first questions we ask is, you know, what, what are you, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm a this, I'm a that. But I don't, I try not to think of it in those terms, you know, like my identity isn't in what I do, right? Yeah. It's just something you do. Yeah. So if you approach it that way, it, it, like any transitions that you make, I think it's just more like, okay, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So like, it's kind of like going to a new job, right? I think moving into new cities or, you know, new environments, yeah, there, there's change that comes where you're like, oh, wow, this is different now. You don't have to adjust to that. But I think in terms of, like, just being in the moment, you know, it's like, well, you know who you are. Like, again, I'd say, you know, one of, part of my identity is that I'm a husband, right? I'm a husband. Yeah. I'm a father. Yeah. Those are the key that, you know, like, it sticks. And so, like, the things surrounding that may change, but that's the core, you know? That's yeah. the core of what I am. So, like, so long as I keep that in check. Yeah, like I think everything's good. Like anything that comes along, because like at any moment, we know, you know, anything like, you know, the opportunities that come, they can stop. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. All of a sudden you're not doing that anymore. And if you get into the point where you tie in your. Oh, no, I lost you. Oh, I'm still here. Hello. <laughs> Keep going. So you were saying you were saying when you get to the point where you where you identify yourself. Yeah, with what you do, like a, t- a role or like a job, then like when that job or role ends, because it's, you know, nothing lasts forever, then, you know, you can find yourself in like, you know, kind of like at a loss. Like, what do I do? What I am? And like, I don't want to be there. That's dangerous, I think, you know, like to, to, to be you, so involved yeah. in what you, what you do and tying it with you who you are. And you do it so gracefully. I, I, I must say, I know, um, I know that the, the, uh, you know, a lot of your friends are still in the NFL and, and I, I think about like the, the, the career of an athlete and the career of a dancer, because they're mm-hmm. generally around 40 
you know, you're pretty much done or Mm -hmm. before that, depending on an injury, you know, that, that, that can be paralleled. And so I think of, or I have thought about that and I've wanted to have a conversation with you about it because I feel like you do it so seamlessly. Like you don't identify yourself in that way where, you know, I had a struggle where I was like, okay, I'm not able to dance eight shows a week on Broadway anymore. Like my, I physically, Mm -hmm. my body is, is changing. And so, um, to speak to that, like what you just said, where you don't want to uh, identify yourself with what you do. It's so important mentally to have that separation and not have it be 90% business or 90% your job, 10% life. Like you have to have a balance. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a healthy balance. And I believe, you know, again, everyone should understand and know that you are more than what you do, you know? Yeah. More than what, you know, you, you're more than that, you know, like, you know, God created you to, you know, to have a purpose and to be, yeah. you know, uh, to be an influence, you know, on everyone, you know, and kind of like that. And like, you can do that, you know, with a job, without a job, you know, like. In a as a husband, job. as a, yeah, as a husband, as a wife, those, as a mom, as a dad, like there's so many different ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those relationships that you have, that's what really, you know, uh, can impact people, you know, like, you know, like, you know, I remember going to like talk at a high school, you know, as a, as a player and like a lot of these kids look up to it, but oftentimes, uh, I, the more impactful things that you can do is like just someone looking like they're having a bad day. And if you just smile at them, mm-hmm. that can change a lot just from that. Like being a stranger, just being someone who like in that moment, you're a human being, I'm a human being. I see you <laughs> look like you don't have a great day. I can, at least I can do it. Just smile. And say hi, you know? <laughs> like, and that it's, and that is, that is the essence of you. Like really like, you know, in, in working together, like I just always want to get back on the set with you and just do more with you because the moments that we have on set, like we might be out in the woods doing some, <laughs> doing a shot <laughs> where we, that we were doing where we saw that spider out of the blue. Yeah, it, was like midnight, you know, it was midnight 30. Yeah, it was 1230. <laughs> midnight. It was midnight. It was hour 16, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just tired and everything's going on and, and we're just laughing at each other and like, you know, just doing, just life is, life is about making, um, you know, making our gifts, uh, you know, using our gifts in the world and, and, and all of that. But just like you said, just smiling when somebody needs a smile, connecting with people, having those relationships. And that's, um, that's the core of it. Yeah. I think it's so easy to smile at someone, just be nice, be genuine and be respectful of anything, you know? Yeah. That's a good lesson. In any business, in any industry, just be a nice person. <laughs> yeah. Be a good, be a decent human being. Yeah. My friend used to say that. Be a decent human being. Be a decent human being. Well, <laughs> I think you are one of the most decent human beings out there. You and Jenna both are just, you know, uh, people I want to know the rest of my life. So um, it's already happening. It's right. already it's already happening. <laughs> we are we are interwoven. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for for talking with me. And uh, like I said, I could do I could I could talk more. We could have a whole. We have a whole. We got we got another podcast in us. I think. Oh yeah, there's, um, there's a couple more projects coming. We'll, we'll do this again. Yes, absolutely. Taking the world by storm. Taking the world by storm. Absolutely. Thank you, James. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay. You too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Confessions of an Actress podcast. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is to share this episode and any other episode you're listening to on social media with your family and friends. And be sure to tag us at Confessions of an Actress on Instagram. 
Also, if you're feeling extra generous, go over to iTunes and give us a good review. I really appreciate it. And remember, bliss is your birthright and have vision for what you want, but be grateful for where you are right now. Until next week, you guys take care of yourself.